0: Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hi, welcome to episode three of Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike. You need to follow us on social media, man. Absolutely.
1: Social media is such a big deal, Mike. It is. Uh, but anyway, dude, we'll talk about the social media stuff later That we'll get into detail on that. But dude, I am glad to be back for episode three. We've had a lot of fun with this so far. and uh, we're, bef-
0: we're three in. We're three
1: in. Yeah, three in, dude. Um, and before I, I cover the list of the beers that we're going to try tonight, I'm pre-gaming tonight, Mike. I'm doing it.
0: What's your pre-game
1: beer? So right now I'm enjoying a, uh, a Honey Blonde by Nine Brand Brewery. Um, this is a beer that was done to honor, uh, Chris Kyle for the Chris Kyle frog foundation. And, uh, I just had to have a beer before we got into this tonight. So, uh, I'm about to finish this off so we can get into our, our planned beers for the night, but you know what, why not have a, uh, a, a third beer? The, the beer before the beers the beer before the beers. So but to, to dive in, um, this is another fantastic lineup, Mike. Um, you know, for this time of year, we've totally had a theme. This is going to be the third episode in a row where we've had an Oktoberfest. So since we're recording these episodes uh at some point in time in the month of October, it seems fitting. Um, I'm excited to uh to try this beer you sent me, the Zirkus Fest by Highwire Brewing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that. I get to to feature um a local brewery from uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. I'm going to be uh, enjoying another Atlas uh, India Pale Ale made by the Barshall Brewing Company. And uh you're going to be sharing an experience with us uh, from your part of uh, the country uh with the Tequila Barrel Wheat made by Lexington Brewery. Yeah, and it's a you know it's
0: going to be a first drink for me on both of these. Ooh. So I've not had the high wire or
1: the Tequila Barrel Wheat. Um so have you had the Atlas before? Yeah it's uh being living in the Tulsa metro for the last you know 10 or so years now uh, since Marshall opened up that was one of their first beers that I tried and me being an IPA guy um of course I, I have jumped on on the bandwagon with loving these um I don't I, I like these because they come in um, a bottle instead of a can um so for me it changes the the flavor profile a bit enjoying it that way um but no solid beer and I'm more than happy to enjoy another one of these tonight Cool. Well, um, are you ready to crack your circus fest? Yeah, actually, I just got done pouring um, mine to have it ready for this <laughs> right before uh, we hit the record button tonight. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I just took a couple of sips of
0: mine. Um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Highwire. So the circus fest is a Highwire beer um, for the listeners out there. Highwire high is in Asheville, North Carolina. And a lot of folks call Asheville the San Francisco of the East. Um, So it's a cool little town. Um, I've been there several times. It's only about four hours from me. I believe um, Highwire started in in 2015, I think. And they've got several different locations. And um, when I was uh, looking through different things about Zirkus Fest, looking at the brewery, and I found out some cool information just a few days ago when I was checking this stuff out, but I've been to their place in downtown Asheville. It's super cool. I want to shout out to that. And now I've noticed that they've got a place at the Biltmore in Asheville, and that's a historic site, and it's a very cool place. You can take a tour of it. Highly recommend. They've got a place there, and they have two other locations, one in Tennessee and Knoxville, and the other one's in Durham, North Carolina. And I haven't been to either one of those, so I'm going to put those on my list of breweries to visit. But Highwire's got a it's, a, it's a cool place there in Asheville, and they've got a cool thing going. They like uh, striving, you know, they're big about innovation. And I think the thing on their website says that cr- they're craft while striving to be innovative. So that, you know, they're they are taking it uh, seriously, but not too seriously. Uh, so they want to have fun and be, be um, innovative at the same time. But uh, most importantly, probably is that they, they're good people. I um, and they're very involved in the community and you can see that while you're there, but also when you're in Asheville and you talk to folks about the different brew scene and Asheville has got a pop and brewing scene. I mean, there's breweries up and down, all downtown, outside of town, uh, several, uh, larger craft breweries have popped into Asheville. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, uh. Yeah. So I know New Belgium is, uh, open there recently. I mean, they've got a couple. I don't want to, I don't want to hijack high wire here, but they've got a couple of cool places outside of town and a lot in town. So it's got a, the brewing it, scenes legit. A question for you there. Um, you
1: live closer to it than I do. I mean, it's been probably 10 years since I've driven through Asheville now, uh, but I remember it being on the East side of North Carolina, you know, kind of up in the mountains. Is there a, like some fresh water accessibility that may be spawning a lot of these breweries. Is there anything like that to, to speak to that?
0: Man, I know there's a lot of waterways around there. Um, I can't speak to what specifically is going on. Why the, I think it's a culture with the beer scene. Um, and you know, the culture, the tourism aspect of it. So they get a lot of tourism in that area for a lot of different reasons. They got a lot of, you know, they got a, you know, local tourism, uh, relies heavily on the brew, the arts, the food, all those kind of things you kind of want to do when you're out visiting a new place. And the, the weather there is pretty moderate, mild. Uh, I've been there as early March or early as March in the year. I've never been there in February, but also been through there in the summer and the fall. And um, it's a cool place. Uh, the weather's pretty moderate, even in a even in the summer that's not too hot and then the fall and early spring it's uh it can be crisp, you know, Uh, but not too cold. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I mean, the thing is, Highwire is a, you know, came in uh, to Asheville and they've done good things. Um, People of the community love the place, uh, which says a lot. Um, And they're pretty involved in the community and it shows because they've expanded now and they're doing big things in different states at this point. Um, You can find them on all the social media sites at Highwire Brewing too. So if you want to check them out, I'd recommend go get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you have. And then uh, check out Highwire brewing and high H I, not H I G H, but just H I
1: wire. Yep. H I. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with all the other episodes, I'll put a link to the breweries that we mentioned in the description. So folks can always go and check yeah. those out. And uh, hopefully they'll, they'll do more than just visit social media. Hopefully on a future road trip or uh, endeavor, they get a chance to actually stop in and uh, check out the breweries that produce the beer that we review on yep. the show. But, but you know, Mike, I, I looked up the Zirkus Fest. Now, this is one I haven't had before, haven't read about at all. And uh, what, I've, what I've read really matches um, what I've experienced so far. Um, i I got to start with the aroma. I love to smell every beer before I drink yeah. it. I mean, that's just part of the whole experience. And I like that this has, uh, it's a sweetness. I want to say like honey mm-hmm. or maybe even a caramelized sugar. And uh, I really liked it. Just a slight sweetness, but not so much in it comes over with a taste when you drink it there's just a slight sweetness and that initial smell totally matches which is fantastic and a kind of like a a fresh baked bread if you will yeah, do you I get that when you when you enjoy this the
0: breadiness uh coming out of it very very subtly um yeah and that sweetness you're talking about i mean it's um seems like it's very very mild uh so it's uh, it, it's very i like the word drinkable
1: <laughs> it's very drinkable
0: um
1: <laughs> It is a very drinkable beer. Yeah. So, I, and so I like ABV on this for me. It's a 6% alcohol by volume. So it's not too strong of a beer. Like you said, super drinkable, um, easily to be enjoyed. And you can have a couple of these and still walk to your car when you're done. Uh, so that's always a positive. And uh, you know, another thing I noticed with the yeast, they use a German lager uh, yeast for this beer. Yeah, going the traditional route. But yeah, absolutely. And I like that because this, uh, you know, other than a couple of other Oktoberfests that we've tried out recently on the show, um, we had a couple that didn't really deliver a traditional Oktoberfest flavor like what you'd expect. Um, the Zirkusfest Fest delivers. And uh, it makes sense. My, I don't know if you know this, but the Zirkusfest Fest, Oktoberfest, um, one gold in the German style. Uh, oh my gosh. How do you say that? Mer- Merzen category? twenty sixteen. Yeah. Say that again for me. Mirdson, Mirdson, thank you. I think that's how it so said.
0: You're not gonna be wrong.
1: Merton, uh, I'm yeah, I'm half Italian. I don't know how to say these cool words, so uh, I, I'm always gonna get them wrong. Um, but no, they at the the 2016 Great American Beer Festival, so they won uh, gold, huh? Yeah, they did. Yeah, not so it, so I think that speaks to them keeping it traditional, um, and they they did a great job. You
0: so, know, um, uh, you know it's. What I, what I like about it is it's 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 got a little sweetness to it, but it's also got a man. It seems a little bitter. Um, got a little bitterness coming through on that, and I don't know if that's just me or I don't know if you kind of get that out of it. Um,
1: yeah. I I don't. You know, me mind you, I'm an IPA guy. That's my go to, and those are that is known to be a bitter beer. So this to me isn't bitter at all. I don't I don't get those bitter notes. Um, I did read some about that, but to me this is just a super smooth uh, beer with a crisp finish. And uh, it has like a lingering biscuity kind of flavor, and so yeah. if there's any bitter, I'm not picking up the bitters, dude. My my palate doesn't recognize those.
0: I will tell you what. Uh, so overall, well, I gotta say something before we. Uh, sure. I'm drinking this out of my boot glassware, and I'll post a picture of that on social media das at some boot. point. Yeah, das boot. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, like you know, it's it's you know, it's a little bit humorous, but it's super cool to be drinking out of the boot um what i was going to say though is this is this is another version of oktoberfest and i know like you said we've reviewed several before but this is another version of oktoberfest that i think i, I really like um you know it, you know i don't know it's uh it seems really good to me and i know different people uh online have said it's not or it is very traditional as far as oktoberfest style the german style mirrors and stuff but I think it's it tastes really good, um, and I can see why it won a gold medal. And uh, I think I can have several of these.
1: No, absolutely. And me being that my my first experience with this, this is a no brainer. Putting this on my list of beers to try before you die. Um, highly recommended, award winning beer. And I'm certainly glad to uh, have had the opportunity to experience this. So thanks for, uh, for making sure I get my hands on one of these, Mike.
0: Yeah, and you know the what I've noticed. So I've taken a couple of drinks as we as we're talking, and it's. I like the crispness of it. So it's not, you know, like we were talking about before, like it's not, um, I think it was episode two. I said, you know, the carbonation was a little less in one of those beers and this is kind of the right carbonation amount too. So it gives you that crispness of it, but not too heavy on the carbs or yeah. well, the carbonation, carbonation is yeah. like carbs.
1: Two is, uh, totally different word. things there. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, it, I, let's not talk about the carbs either. You know,
1: we don't want to worry about that. We're we're enjoying this. <laughs> so I need to think about the responsible stuff. Uh,
0: but anyway, I would, yeah, I'm with you. I highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. So,
1: so with all this Oktoberfest stuff, Mike, and I'm disappointed I didn't get the opportunity to visit the Lindy Oktoberfest that comes through Tulsa every year. Um, I wound up just with too many things booked on my calendar. Um, it, this is the first year and sometime I've missed it, which makes me disappointed. But despite that, there's a local spot I get to go to here in Tulsa called Fazler Hall. And, uh, you know, they don't brew there, but they focus on local breweries. So I can go in, I can get a a Marshall Atlas IPA there. I can get, uh, you know, Dead Armadillo, uh, Cabin Boys, a lot of different breweries in Tulsa. I can get there. And I also get traditional German sausages, which are something I love. And I love to pair with a beer, Mike. Nice. So I've got to tell you that this isn't about beer, but I can drink beer with it. They have a, a Hunter Sausage. And they mix three different meats into this sausage. And they give you the traditional you know, German-style mustards to go with it. And OMG, it is fantastic every time I go. So not a paid endorsement at all. I'm just giving people a shout-out of where I like to go and enjoy beer and food. And uh, for me, Fazler Hall is one of those spots. So just a random tidbit. I'm thinking as I'm drinking these Oktoberfest. I missed Oktoberfest this year. I need something to latch on to. And that's it for me, Mike. Yeah,
0: man. Well, I know uh you've got a, uh, you know, the Atlas IPA ready to go I there, do. so uh you want to crash into that next beer and talk talk to us about what uh, Marshall Brewing and uh yeah, is all about. So, uh, and your beer? Marshall
1: Brewing is uh, one of the the pinnacle breweries um here in the Tulsa area. Uh so they I think they've got five or six different brands um in and around about the city. They have a restaurant chain or not a chain, but a series of locally owned restaurants. And, of course, uh, the brewery, and we'll talk about other beers. I, I'm going to review more of their beers later on. I don't want to talk about them all here. But my favorite is the Atlas IPA. It is just a, uh, for me, it's one of my go-tos, and we talked about that just a minute ago. Um, but, you know, they recently celebrated uh, their 10-year anniversary. They opened uh, in uh, 2008, so they're about to hit their 10-year if they haven't already. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna drink this, Mike. I'm, I don't want to talk about it just yet, but. Oh No, I remember when I lived in the area, Marshall was up and coming. So I think I'm just like, really, (laughs) I really love this beer, Mike. (laughs) It's like, it has all the bitters. It just hits the, the, the IPA notes you want and immediately hit with the bitters and not too much. And for me, it's not too much at all, Um, but it just hits those, the, the caramel that I wanted to have. It's super rich. Um, it uh it has that multi backbone has a great balance and uh I love it you know it's not too hoppy it's got uh, that brandy smell or bready why did I say brandy good lord I'm not an alcohol not alcohol but I'm not a, a liquor drinker like that it has a bready smell um, it's kind of let me say malt forward am, am I saying that right all right yeah yeah very malt forward. What kind of, so yes. is it a, no, hands is it down, a traditional yes. IPA? This is a, it has the flavor profiles you would expect for an IPA. Um, you know, what I like, a, a lot of people put spins on an IPA. You know, we've had a lot with like the the citrusy notes and stuff that are added. Um, and, and they put like their own little twist on it, which is fine if you like to try new things. And sometimes, you know, especially when it's summertime, I like to have those fun little, you know, flavor modifications. But this I would easily classify as a traditional IPA. It has the, those flavors that you'd expect when they put IPA on the label.
0: So, overall review of the beer. You need to try it
1: before you die. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't think twice about it. Don't be like, oh, I can go get Goose Islanders. Yes, you can get Goose Island. Get get an Atlas from Marshall. Nothing against Goose Island. I, I like their stuff too, but I'm sure they've already tried it. Um, they need to add this one to their bucket list so they can try something new. That's all you listeners out there. When I say they, that's that's you guys.
0: That is you. <laughs> yes.
1: you, have,
0: you you are playing us right now. And if you've made it this far through the episode, we appreciate that <laughs>
1: absolutely. So I'm going to kindly ask you to pull over if you're driving, because I don't want you to to look this up on your phone and order a case to be sent to your home. Um, please please drive safely. But I'm telling people they need to try this IPA. If if y'all are IPA folks um, definitely try some of this Atlas IPA by Marshall. So.
0: So that, that kind of, you know, you talked about your experience with the local place that you like to visit. When I first moved to Kentucky, I went to uh West six IPA and if, or West six IPA. I went to West <laughs> six brewery <laughs> and, uh, tried their IPA. And, you know, I tried different IPAs up to that point. I'm, you know, uh, you know, full disclosure is not my preferred style mm-hmm. of beer. Um, I appreciate one here and there, but, uh, IPAs, it's going to be a rare day. You see me drink two in a row. But when I was, uh, when I first moved here, I went to Wessex Brewing and was just trying different beers and they have what I would call a very good entry level IPA. Uh, it's, it's one that you can, you know, a lot of different people can enjoy, um, stuff like that, but it's not about the beers that I went to, you know, talking about the place and how you missed it and all that is, um, They've just got a cool spot, man. They've got an old bread factory, and I know we talked about that a little bit on a previous episode, but I just – I was thinking about that. Like, you know, I need to get out there and visit that place again. Uh, Right next door, they got a a seafood restaurant that I need to go visit as well, Uh, some really cool foods and stuff like that, so – Anyway, it just kind of got me, you know, you were reminiscing, and it got me kind of reminiscing, too, when you're talking about your different stuff, and the IPA kind of made me. Man, and now we got
1: seafood and beer. You know, it's late at night when we record these, and I can't just go get a couple of pounds of crab legs in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 1030 at night. So thanks for that, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) You're most welcome. Sorry to go off on a tangent there, but oh, oh my gosh. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna so, uh, my what do you remind me? Wheat. What you have again, Mike? Is this the uh, the the tequila barrel?
0: Yeah. So this is tequila barrel wheat. This is uh, from Lexington Brewing Company. Um, so, Lexington Brewing Company is uh, is actually a brewery and a distillery in one in one uh, facility. Um, they started. They were started in the late nineties. Um, you know, it's uh, they age beer in different you know left i want to say leftover used barrels from different uh, spirits and they are very well known for a lot of bourbon barrel beer so they you know and you can go almost anywhere and get a bourbon barrel style or bourbon barrel ale from Lexington Brewing Company but uh so they're uh you know they're in the heart of bourbon country and they got a lot of bourbon barrel things. but every now and then they throw out some new stuff you know so they've got uh, some new stuff coming around. I forgot to. I was gonna say too. I, you know, it just popped in my head. So they've got their main, the main thing in Lexington, but they actually have a distillery in Dublin, Ireland, um, out of their out of their distillery part of that, and then they just opened a second um, brewery distillery. So again, it's that making both uh, beer and spirits in the same location. They opened a second one in Pikeville, Kentucky. So Lexington's kind of central Kentucky and then you go way east uh you know out toward virginia west virginia uh, and they've opened another facility i want to say it's called dueling barrels or dueling barrels i think it's dueling barrels uh but it's in pikeville so in pikeville has a unique history uh you know you go outside of pikeville you get the hatfield in and around uh, pikeville you get the hatfield mccoy stuff that everybody tends to know and uh, enjoy and you know make movies about and all that but so they have a second They have a, separate, a second operation there in addition to the one in Lexington and the, just the distillery in Dublin. So the, the beer itself actually is, uh, so they do a a random rotation of, uh, I don't want to call it a one-off, but, you know, and I don't know if it's quite a seasonal, but, you know, a rotation of experimental beers called a Rickhouse series. And uh, this is the uh, sixth or seventh or eighth, somewhere right in there of the Rickhouse series. And I had never had this before. So somebody said I should try it. And I said, well, where can I get it? And uh, I didn't realize that uh, they had bottled it. So I was uh, I was told where to get it. I went there and grabbed a bottle of it. And um, here I am. So oh, uh,
1: I poured it. See, I love um, this. And I'm I love gonna, the, the word of mouth thing that well, carries so much weight. And uh, so just as somebody yeah. mentioned it, and it made you want to go buy it. So now you're trying it and you get to tell all of us, how good or bad it is now. So I'm excited to hear about this. Not only does it have cool history, sorry, man, yeah. like, oh my gosh. I'm yeah, excited. Probably- I'm excited to learn all this, but now I want to know what you think about this beer. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. So the first thing I can say is as I poured it, man, the tequila smell, like that salty margarita tequila smell, pops right into your nose. I mean, it it smells like uh like you're at a Mexican restaurant i really, well, have I've never a experienced that margarita with your tacos.
1: That sounds kinda cool actually.
0: Yeah, and um, so as I've taken a couple of drinks now, you know it's it's very, dude. It's unique. Um, I won't say it's going to be my favorite beer, but I'm saying it's unique enough that uh, I think people should try it. I've, man, I haven't had anything like it. Um, so that it has a, you can taste. They have a lime flavorness to it. So the lime comes through pretty heavy uh, up front, and then there's a there's a little bit of like a. a, a bread and butter, buttery um, taste kind of in the middle and toward the back. Um, It's not, it's not bitter. Um, I mean, it's got, I mean, I would say on the, I don't know the bitterness skill that well, but you know, it's it's got a, you can tell the hops were in there at some point, but it's not very bitter. Um, But as you, as you kind of, after you, you know, after you swallow and you kind of let the, the remnants kind of sit in your mouth and your tongue and whatnot. You kind of get a a slight tequila flavoring, very light, like a almost in the background, I would say. um But the biggest thing is is the the, the lime, you know, like the the margarita limeness comes through pretty heavy. um So anyway, it, it, it's pretty darn good. It's you know, I'm kind of as I'm drinking it, I'm thinking different things. I'm, you know, I went from like well, I don't know if I could, yeah, okay, I like this, and now I'm thinking like man. You know what? On, you know, if, on, this is—I would say this is a summer beer. I could see myself, you know, having these. If um, you know, because it's—I poured it cold. And I would say if you cracked one open, like you're poolside or outside or whatnot, and cracked one open, I could see you really enjoying this when you're nice and toasty outside. Um, and I don't know, like a long time ago, Mick um, Ultra had a c- lac- cactus lime, uh, and I don't know if they still make that or not, to be honest. But it was a cactus lime Mick Ultra. And I remember tasting that and kind of, if I remember right, I kind of had the same feeling. I'm like, you know, this is a good summer, you know, kind of had the same kind of uh, limeness to it. Um, so I, I th- the more I drink this, the more I like it. I've, I've got, uh, it's a pretty good review,
1: man. So i got to ask, because I haven't tried this beer myself. I mean, of course I've, I've gone out, you know, like you said, poolside. And I've had, uh, you know, lime with the Corona and I've had the Bud Lime. And I know those aren't craft brew beers, but of course I've drank and enjoyed those. Um, how, how does this compare the, the liminess compared to a beer that you actually, you know, put lime in like the Corona or something along those lines?
0: Yeah. so been, No, absolutely. I'm going to say it's better. It's, it's going to be, uh, better, way better. So like with those, you kind of get that, you get the, a splash of lime, uh, right as you drink and it's, you know, it's, um, so as you put it in your mouth, it kind of just, it fades away real quick and it's gone. Um, and sometimes depending on the beer that they add lime to, I mean. Uh, I'm not a Corona fan anyway. Uh, so if somebody says you want a Corona, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> even if it's, even if it's free, I just, that's, that's one of the few beers I'm just going to turn down. Um, you know, and same thing with some other ones, you know, they put lime in some other, you know, the Modelo I've seen uh, stuff like that. And all those are, you know, fine. I would say the lime flavor here is much better. Wow, much um, better
1: than actual you know, lime. It's, that's-
0: yeah. Well, and not because it's, it's not the, I think it's the, the complete taste. Like, uh, okay. That makes, beer. that
1: makes sense when you put it that way. I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you get the lime throughout the entire tasting and even like, as it's, um,
1: you know, even, even the aftertaste kind of has a liminess to but that it. That sounds so unique though. Having, I've, I've not had a beer yeah. that's been, you know, uh, you know, finished out in the tequila barrels. That's a, I think that's a really cool idea. And uh, I think that speaks to the experience that these folks have, you know, if they're a distillery and a brewery and they, and they have a spot in Dublin, Ireland, that tells me a lot, unless they're faking it. You don't go to Dublin unless you know what you're doing, because that's a Mecca of, of uh, you know, bourbons and whiskey. And I hope I said the right words there. Yeah. So you got um, the whiskey.
0: yeah, no, you got yeah. the whiskey in Ireland, so they've got a strong whiskey tradition and a strong brewing tradition and you come, uh, to Kentucky where the bourbon industry and bourbon, yeah, tradition is strong. And, you know, um, I've tasted some different bourbons and I'm no, in no way a bourbon expert. Um, so I don't, I can't speak to that, but, you know, being that they have both operations, I think you're right. They have a few, um, you know, a few more tricks that they can pull out and try out because of uh, their unique position in the industry. Yeah, it, it sounds like
1: they're well-established. They probably have the, the funds for that uh, R&D, if you will. And uh, so they get to try yep. some things out that maybe not everybody else will. And the ones they get right, they get to replicate and uh, put out there for all of us to enjoy. You know, R&D, I'm, I'm sure everybody man. knows Absolutely. that, but I just want to say research and development, uh, just in case. It's not a beer term. Um, yeah. But yeah, they get a chance to play with stuff. and, and you know, So I'm excited to try one of these now, Mike. So again, word of mouth, when somebody tells you something's good, you go try it and you find out for yourself it is good. So now I've got a new spot. I want to go try my lifetime and a beer I need to try before I die. So thank you for bringing this one to the show, Mike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, and, and I know you said it for the Atlas too, is uh, we're about to wrap up this podcast. I would say all three of these beers should go on your bucket list or on your list of beers you need to try before you die. We had the Zerkes Fest from Highwire, uh, you know the Atlas IPA from Marshall out of Tulsa, and then uh, Tequila Barrel Wheat from Lexington Brewing out of Lexington, Kentucky. And it sounds like we had a pretty good lineup, you know. You know, yeah, all absolutely, three are pretty solid so we, beers.
1: I, yeah, I'm excited for this. I love the lineups that we have. I love that we're finding ways to get each other beers to try, and everything else. So we we got three beers from, from three different states and three fantastic craft breweries. So I I love doing this Mike. This is so much fun, and again, I'm getting to try stuff I wouldn't have have looked at or seen otherwise. So again, word of mouth is a huge deal. So by the time we get done with this, Mike, even you know season one, you know we're ten episodes in. That's at least thirty beers that we may be able to put to the public that they may not have heard of before. I'm excited about that.
0: Sure, sure, and you know, and I think uh, sometimes the distribution on these you you have to be peculiar or specific, I should say about where you're going, you know, for example, um, you know, the high wire could or could not be in your state. So when you're in a state that has it, you know, and you, you see it, you might pick it up, but, um, anyway, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, so as we wrap this up, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody that has been, uh, listening. And thanks for making it through episode three with us. Um, uh, I'm Mike and you know, this is big Ray on the other end of the line. And he's going to take us out with the, uh, with the social media stuff.
1: So I got to to say thank you as well. I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening. Now be sure to give us a thumbs up and to share these episodes with your family and your friends to help us get the word out. We love to support local business. And at the end of the day, you know, we're having fun doing this. We're getting to drink beers that we, that we love, but you know, we're supporting local business and commerce by trying these beers. We are putting our dollars into local business and and feeding families. So take that for what it is. I support local and we're doing that so enough about that be sure to check us out on social media on facebook instagram and twitter uh, look in the description down below um, to find it we, we've got a different name for each one of those you can't always get them when you get on the social medias but give us a follow and everything else and you can always find our shows anywhere you find your podcasts and uh thanks again everybody for checking us out and we will see you on episode four all right we'll see you later Ray. thanks see you guys